It again, I'm wearing Central Podcast. You know what it is. What if host Uncle AK with me? I got my good fellas, man. Abazis, what's good with you, bro? Happy New Year. New Year, bro. We've been playing a vicious game of phone tag, but we definitely gonna connect. Happy New Year, family. It's good to see everybody. It's gonna be a good year for all of us. Chef T, what's good with you, bro? What it do? What it do, man? We 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 back. You know, New Year, more blessings. You know, what I'm saying more bangers coming to y'all in the Palm Wine Central. Uh, I feel great, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just just being very intentional this year, uh, being strategic and planning and a lot of things I got going on. So um, I'm excited and um, I can't wait to see what we do this year on the platform. So, you know, welcome back, everybody. And let's get it. Michael, what's good with you? What's up? Um, Happy New Year, everyone. Um, I'm excited for what the year is going to bring. You know, take this time to... I took time to rest, refresh, and restore. And, you know, now we just have to review what last year was like and make our intentions great for the year coming forward. So I've been doing a lot of planning and some time. I've been on social media for a bit. And, you know, I'm just ready to give, make this our best year yet as an individual and as a collective. Nice, 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 man. Kudos to you, man. And keep going, keep going. I mean, the year just started, so... You got all the energy you need to do that. T, what up, dope? Happy New Year, gang. What's good? How we doing this year? What's going on? <laughs> 2024 is here. 2024 is here. That's that's the best I can do. <laughs> um, this episode is sponsored by SITM Podcast. Go follow them on all streaming platforms. You know what to do, man. SITM Podcast, you know, from all platforms. And follow us too as well on all streaming platforms. I'm on the Central Podcast and all social platforms. PWC Cast. Yo, we got Otudor in the building with us, man. I mean, on this Zoom call with us. What's good? What's good, bro? <laughs> hey, what's going on, y'all? It's Otudor. It's a pleasure meeting you guys. Thanks for having me. My connection is fucking up. My light keeps blinking because I'm in the worst part of the house. I'm in the basement. <laughs> nice, nice. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't sound like I'm to JB the other, the other time I was bragging about recording from Cameroon. But um, right. <laughs> <laughs> How's everybody's new year? 2024, man. How's everybody's new year? Welcome back. I'll pass. Micah, go ahead. T, that's a little concerning. Whoa. It's only, what, the 9th, 10th, 11th day of the year? I don't even know what day. It's the 10th day of the year. Um, well, my 10 days of the year have been interesting. You know, they've been fun. I spent, well... I work in a school, so I had the first week of the year off. Um, I spent time with family and friends, so that was great time for me to, you know, rest, heal my fractured elbow and sprained ankle. And, um, yeah, so that's been good. And then I also mentioned I've been on social media last, well, I started this past Monday, so three days off. And it's been challenging, but it's been showing me that um i've been wasting a lot of time because now i feel like i have absolutely nothing to do so it's just been a, a good time to self-reflect and i'm feeling excited about the year to come they're wasting new year new fashion what new fashion are you trying to adopt this year 
I don't know. <laughs> my, my style evolved like as I fashion know. breakdown fashion. She's thinking fashion as in outfit. Oh no 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 no! New year, new attitude, new I don't know, new anything, new something. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, okay. bad. Thank you. Please, you just gonna have to see the fashion that comes with my new year. I okay. can't tell you what's to come. It's coming. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Hey, I'm with it. You know, good, bad, ugly, whichever. We're with it. Chef T. Yo, 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 man. <clears throat> new year has been good, man. You know, definitely brought it in with some real ones. Uh, you know. My good guy, Baba Aziz, was there. You know what I'm saying? We had Kirk Franklin in the building who was turning up. Uh, yeah, man, just 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 been wired, focused, you know, like I said in the intro, just being more intentional, uh, just being very strategic and planning in all the relationships and things I do. So I guess you could say that's my new fashion or something that I started towards the end of last year, carrying over into the new year. And yeah, man, you know, just got got some things coming up with Arunja Cuisine this year that we planning, you know, got got some events going on, got got a Super Bowl event that, you know, I'm planning with someone locally that we about to be hosting in Maryland. So, um, you know, a lot of great things to come, man. So I, I can't complain, bro. Can't complain. Kudos to you, man. Let God, you know, sprinkle his salt on your on your endeavors, man. Let them. Hey, hey man, I'll take it. Hey. Babazis. Just follow suit since I heard your name in the last one. Oh, bruh. It's been a good year so far. Um, the goal is to make more money, build more memories, right? Have more fun, right? Do more of what I want, how I want, when I want. And then rinse and repeat over and over again, right? Uh, I want to um, retire young, man. So by God's grace, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. I mean, for most folks, you know, when they say they retire young, you know, I mean, what does that really mean? What does that look like for you? Uh, you never really stop working if you're really about it, right? So work is just in my blood, right? Work is not work for me. Work is fun. So and when I say retire, I mean, like, I want the businesses to run themselves. Uh, I want the investments to pay themselves. And I want systems in place to ensure that everything is working like it's supposed to so I can do what I want to. Hey, man, I hear that. I hear that. Hey, Otudo, how's your 2024 going? Uh, 2024 is excellent so far. It's been a lot of movement uh, between New York and Minnesota for me. Um, guys, by the way, AK introduced me to Scrum. That's like that's actually one of the first things I did in IT. And um, AK did put me onto that. But um, AK, I'm breaking the news to you. I'm doing a transition now. I'm changing roles. I've been into um, data engineering for the past couple of months. So there's that back and forth. Because like my mentor is here. Uh -huh. <laughs> I know you probably introduced me to the rest of the people on the call as an artist, but music is just something that I'm very, very passionate about. But I came to a realization in the past two years, you know, I came to realize that um, if you're not getting the funding from somewhere, you have to get the funds yourself, right? You got to do something to make money and then you can put it back into music because I realized that it was the lack of consistency just because music is expensive, right? It's just one of those things where um, you can have so much to say, so much to show, but if you don't package it the way that you want it, you know, you're just never going to be satisfied. So I decided that I was going to put music aside for a little bit and, you know, work, right? Get a job, an actual nine to five that can generate income. And I thought IT was the best way to do it. And Scrum was great, but... 
I started my year with data engineering, so that summarizes it for me. Nice. Yeah. And kudos to you, man. I, I, now, now, now explains why you know I haven't seen you in a, in a little while. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you, you've just been hiding, grinding. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. But anyway, that's, that's, that's a whole other topic. We'll probably not talk about it on this. Nah, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that, that, that's a whole different thing. It's just to say, man, this is like for me, you know, and for most other folks who you know about, you know, again, it's like motivation, right? It's like, yo, now what's the next thing? You know, if I'm trying to get data engineering, maybe I, at least I know that, yo, or two doors, you know, a phone call away and just ring you and say, yo, how can I transition to, but Minnesota? Why Minnesota, man? Oh, no, man. Sorry. You came no, from I can that. I can answer that, actually. My brother lives here in Minnesota. I told you about, so me and my brother were working on the project. We just got this, um, this crib, if you look at it, it's still like very incomplete. So we, we, we're constructing it together and we leave here for now. So when I'm in Minnesota, I spend time with him here. But I still live in, that's like where I rent. That's why I pay my lease. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. I got to check you out when I come out there sometime this month. But um, Yes, sir. For sure. Um, MCJB, you with us? Hey, man. I don't even know what to say, man. I just, I just want to say Happy New Year to everyone. It's been, it's been a wonderful 2023. Now we are in 2024, hoping for the right and making those decisions that we make. And after two weeks, you can't keep them no more. You know, that's how we do them, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Hi, hi, hi to you all. And I want the energy to keep popping. At least. Thank you all. And I will jump on when you when you want me to come back. How was uh, Ivory Coast? Did you go? Yeah, man. Man, Ivory Coast, Ivory Coast, is, Ivory Coast was fun, man. Ivory Coast was fun. I met so, so, lots, lots, and lots of family. My cousin was getting married to this wonderful lady in Inia from uh, Zambia. So it was, it was really fun. We had a great time. Went to a wonderful resort, man. Ivory Coast is the place to go to. If you haven't been there before, please go, 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 go take a dive and, and do some barracudas and have some great moments. <laughs> nice. Man, you sound like, you sound like you didn't want to go back to Cameroon, but. Thank God you went back to your own country. I would trade my country for Ivory Coast. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Yeah, I would trade my country for Ivory Coast. Uh, keeping it real, man. We don't have to. When you go around the world, you tend to know things, man. Ivory Coast is a place to be. But Cameroon still got beautiful ladies, though. We'll ban you from Cameroon. <laughs> hey, yo, that's wild. But now, 2024, man, we're here. We're here for it. Um, I ain't want to be doing that new year, new fashion thing. So whatever the year brings, we're with it. But more importantly, it's more about elevation um, and just getting to new careers, um, new spaces, and trying to adopt new things and learn. You know what I mean? So lots of collaboration at that, too. Um, this year, it's about collaboration. It's about you know just going up and up. So um, I don't know. We have this icebreaker question for you guys. Um, let me share my screen here. Let's <laughs> see what you guys think about this. Not that one. You got it, man. You've always been a good facilitator. Talk about icebreakers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have to try it now. Okay, let's see. That's how we going out of here tonight. Look at your neighbor say, walk it out. They trying to act like they don't know what you referring to. Look at him and tell him, walk it out. Hey, now walk it out. 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 Now walk it out
this one alright 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 all right. man I don't know about y'all man but what to do man we're gonna give you the flow for this one. What do you think about that video, man? Like, I don't know. Like, is that is that church like? Is that Christian like? I don't know. What do you think about it, bro? When I think about church, I remember going to church in um in Cameroon, PS Aziri, Presbyterian Church Aziri. That's like that's the church that I was raised in. And I mean, mind you, those songs, if I understand it, or if I'm using the right term, those are secular songs, right? They're secular music. Those two songs. That's not um, Christian music. Um, it's an Atlanta. And it, if you really look at the culture, there's a lot of like fusion. There's a lot of things that's been happening. There's trap soul, there's trap jazz. There's all this different stuff that's been happening in the industry. Many different things are being accepted. But as I understand Christianity, it's like, I don't think secular music is something that you should play in church. Um, I get it, like, based on the videos, they just took, like, a part of the song. I mean, there are no curse words, so nothing like that, from what I heard or from what I watched. And I don't think it's appropriate, if you ask me, in church, right? I don't think it's the right thing or to play secular music in church. But I guess the, the, the preacher was trying to pass a message, Right, that you have to walk out of 2023 to 2024. And then the surfing dance, I can't really relate that to the message. The walk it out part, I, I think I kind of get it. But if I had to say, like in a nutshell, I would say that it's not right. That's my opinion. That's what I think. But let's hear what other people have to say. It's funny because that guy looks just like my pastor in church. So... <laughs> And I'm just picturing, like, I go to church and they do that. First of all, I think I'll be very embarrassed. I'll be so embarrassed. I don't know if I'll come back. It makes... The intention was there, but the execution was highly flawed. Horribly. It, I mean, we see going to play, you know, walk it out at home. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, church is supposed to be consecrated you know sanctimonious like it's it's just some things you don't bring fusion to some things don't need to be modernized some things i don't know it just i just think it was a bad call well on the other hand i think that as you said we're gonna play it at home anyway you want to get people to come to church. You want people to be and come as they are. Um, and the truth is, people are going to listen to that music anyway. It's not like 
it's not a part of us. I, I identify as Christian and I'm going to go home and I'm going to listen to Swag and Surf and I'm not going to cut it off in the middle or cut out the cuss words. I'm not. Should I? Probably. Would I like to hear cuss words at church? No. So I hope that they did cut the song off. It's not a song that I'd play in church. I'd be embarrassed to play it. But if the pastor was, if they were promoting it, like, you know, this is where you bring it in New Year's Eve. We're going to have a party in church. Like, where would you have rather been? You know, I didn't go to church this year for um, New Year's Eve. Would I have been in church if I felt like, you know, I, you know, I relate to music. I probably wouldn't have went to church to listen to that but you know that's how they get some people in some people might go to church because they saw that video like okay that church will not judge me for being who i am people will feel like christians are hypocrites because they feel like they got to be one way in church and one way outside of church when technically you're supposed to be how you you're supposed to be how you out of church how you're in church wrong point there heavy point <laughs> Micah, I agree to what you say, but that's the kind of stuff that will get you fired at work. I dare you to go to church to work and be yourself. There's a time and there's a place for everything. You can't go to work and really truly be yourself. You're gonna get fired. I know I would. Do you understand? But they say, you know, we encourage people and diversity here and blah blah. But you go there and you act your real self, you are going to the HR's office. I'm just saying, like. <laughs> I mean, there is a time and a place for everything. Yes. But if he put it in his message or tied it into his message some way, then that was the time and place to share it. And if that's how God told him to share his message as the pastor of that church, I've been told that's how he was told to share his message. God ain't said nothing. I wasn't there, but that God ain't said nothing. You know how God nah, God ain't said nothing. Michael, a question for you. You mm -hmm. said something about um maybe that's uh you know encouraging people to be themselves if you know if they listen to that at home and they see that they play that in church, it might encourage them to go to church. Um, they won't well, I don't think that they'll regularly play that kind of music in church. Okay. But you think that if it was promoted prior, like, okay, it's going to be like a party type of thing. And 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 people went to church for that reason. Do you think that it's a, a good call? I, I think that'd be a, yeah. I think, I think that it was promoted. Okay, so anything to get people to get into the house of God. Right. Hmm, okay. It's an interesting perspective. That makes it out. What Micah just said reminded me of this, you know, churches around the world that, you know, use alcohol to, you know, praise God, like the one I'm sharing right now, which is like crazy. You know what I mean? And I showed this one of my cousins. He's like, man, where is that? Like South Africa. I said, yeah, I got to take a trip to South Africa. I said, just because you want to go to church drunk. It's like, yeah, I'm like, hmm. different perspective, different mindset. It was beyond me, you know, but I'll. Nah, I, I definitely think he, he had the right attention of trying to be diverse and, you know, try to unify and um, switch up from the norm. But um, I would agree with some others on the podcast. I, I don't think the execution of how he did it, you know, fully was probably the best. Uh, from the clip we did see, it wasn't a whole video. It was just a clip. 
but um you know uh yeah like like uh like my brother it's a, it's a circular song i mean it's one way of bringing people in to uh to the church i mean there's a lot of gospel rap or even trap gospel that you know there's so many different genres of gospel that's out where you can still have that kind of beat but you can have like you know i guess like a better message so the walk it out part i understand like you know what i'm saying I'm trying to say maybe walk out of 2023 and you're walking 20 I, I get it you know but i just think the delivery could have been better there, there's a lot of ways um, depending on what his intent was of how to bring people to the church. There's a lot of ways of how he can still incorporate that hip hop sound and beat and still put a gospel twist on it where it's not like, um, you know, you're at a club. You know what I mean? So, I mean, don't get me wrong. You can be turned in church, but there's ways of how he turned them. They were doing it. I mean, you wouldn't have known if it was a church or a club if not for there to be a pulpit and the pastor standing there. Like, what's the difference? <laughs> That's the way I see it, man. Nicky, don't tell me this is the lyrics. Is that the lyrics to the song? That is the lyrics to the song. Hold on, let me put it back on the screen. Hold oh, on. I didn't <laughs> Let me put it back on the screen, right? This is, a, this is the lyrics to the song, right? Bro, <laughs> this is wild, bro. Are you kidding? I mean, it ain't no different from those people who use circular song and replace bad bitch with Jesus. You know, you know those, you know how they do those things? It's like they'll take a circular song because it's trending and they'll replace the lyrics with some church words. Yeah. It, it's just the same thing. Like, leave it alone. Like, you got the same opinion about this? Yeah, they they cut it short. I think I was right on the Patron part. I feel like that's what they cut it. They're like, whoa, wait a minute, Patron? <laughs> Let's cut it, cut it, cut it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong to say there's a bad girl beside me and one behind me, but the hypnotic and exotic? Come yeah, on. the hypnotic <laughs> and exotic part is where it's like, okay, are we promoting alcohol now? Like, Did you know. Did they say that part? <laughs> Did the clip? Say it. So the issue is really the swag and surf song. The issue isn't his delivery because we didn't hear his message. The issue is that that we know the lyrics to the swag and surf song, and we don't think that talking about Patron and liquors and alcohols are okay or appropriate to talk about in church. Um, I hope that they didn't say it. I well, I hope that they changed the lyrics for that part. They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't they didn't play it, but the, but the version we heard, it was the original. We gotta bring one of the people from that church, the people that attended the church that day. We we right. have to testify because this is the whole song uh, are, we, are we in courts? I don't. I'm in disbelief that they will play the like all of the lyrics without changing them or muting them. Because you know, even on the radio, they mute out words. They could have played the clean version but hypnotic is a clean version that's not a cuss word to church that's that's not clean but on the radio they're saying hypnotic and patron it's the, what? those are the name of the liquor. Making your spirit. well alcohol wine is alcohol. that is not the spirit that is supposed to be in when you're in the listen church. jesus jesus then what that is, is the wrong wine. spirit <laughs> and somebody turns something to liquor <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. I mean, I'm... I mean, honestly, I feel like it was a New Year's party hosted at church. That's what it really was. <laughs> to me, the pastor seemed a little zesty anyway. So, I mean, 
Is anybody surprised about what's really going on? Whoa. I mean, it, I, it's a number of things that connect there. It's Atlanta. Atlanta, exactly. Atlanta is different <laughs> in many ways. Up, well, let's not let's not get it twisted. Though. Like Atlanta has like the really Atlanta's southern, right? They have like the yeah. church. Oh yeah. Right. But but like the youths and you know, based on movies, there's this movie that I watched. Um, is this girl, I think I think her name is Chloe, something like that. And it it's it's really about the church. Um and the Migos are in, I think one of the Migos is in that movie. I don't know if any of you watched that movie. Yeah. She finally did a collaboration with one of the Migos, um, um Quavo. None of you watched that movie? No. It's like Atlanta has like a very um, uh, southern church-like side to it, and then oh, it was that like hip hop. It's like hip hop is really big in Atlanta, right? But if you if you know a little bit about Atlanta and like the the the, the youth scene is like a lot of fusion, and they're trying to like fuse a lot of things, like as far as like rap, trap, jazz, Christian music. There's a lot of stuff that they try to bring together. But what we saw here is not a fusion. I don't think it's a fusion. It just went in there, cut something from a complete secular clip and played it in church. So I do agree with you, Uncle. Um, I keep saying Uncle Aziz. <laughs> I do agree with you, Aziz. This was a party in church. That's just what it was. <laughs> I'll say this as well. Me, um, Tyle, and uh, Phil Mizzle, we went to Zion. And like you said, Kurt Franklin was there. And it was something that the pastor, Pastor Battle, said that I could really relate to. He said that um, when he was younger, the younger people wanted to stay in church so they could stay from, so they wouldn't have to be outside and they would kick them out of church. So now that he's actually the pastor and controls everything, you can stay as long as you want to. So if the mission was to get people in church so they're not outside, because just like everybody's basically alluded to, you're going to do what you're going to do anyway. And it's probably safer to be indoor <laughs> in a church setting and setting, right? Than to be outside doing God knows what, right? So yeah, they kind of missed it when it came to the actual word. But like I said, the pastor himself looked a little zesty, so he's missing a few things. What do you really expect? I mean, even to that too, right? Like some people that did that crossover, that crossover at home, right? And most folks when they're doing crossover at home, I don't think they got, you know, the the church playing on the screen, and then they have the speakers on the other side playing spike surfing or whatever, right? We just focus on the screen, um, listening to the gospel music till the crossover is done then if they're going out then they go out or you know whatever right but within that setting even still at home you're not playing that it just baffled me that right in church you know that's going on even though it's that short clip i'm pretty sure they played that entire song it, 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 it's just impossible to just you know throw a teaser out there it's not hey, part of the video sorry to cut you if you look at this he did say something he knew it was off at the very beginning of the video he said something like some people are going to act like they don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's the exact words he used, but he knew that he was going to throw people off. He did say, if you play the video again, I'm sure we can catch that first part of it. Yeah. He did say something like his intentions were probably different, but he knew that people could read into it. It's in the video. So it was a party in church. <laughs> that's what it was. For sure. For sure. I remember him saying that too. I'd like us to switch to this next one. Uh, let me share my screen here before. You know, I play this video. Pretty interested in what you guys think here. <laughs> uh, Yo, Aiken, so I don't get to give my opinion, huh? 
Oh, sorry. I didn't know you were still there. My bad. My bad. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. My bad. My bad. I see you there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm just sitting here wondering why uh, we're talking about a church and folks banks and I don't know. To me, you don't always have a different view when it comes to churches. Uh, I was going to ask you a question. Were you going to talk, were you going to talk about TB Joshua, the pastor who's of late? Okay. Let me put that in the church. And what comes through my mind is back back in the days of the Negro spirituals in the U.S., where slaves will actually celebrate every little thing they can through songs and dancing and stuff like that. That's a black church, right? And we know very well that in America, black churches are spots where you can go and actually catch so much fun and do whatever you want to do, okay? So I look at that video, I see happy people celebrating life 2023 heading to 2024. That's my view. I don't look about the song they're dancing or the song they're singing because from my point of view, whatever you can do which is righteous, praising the Lord, I will bless you for that. Okay, I don't care about what you're singing as long as what you're singing is giving them joy and happiness and they're not condemning the Lord. Okay, there are so many rappers. Will Smith, he never did curse rap. Okay, he's a Christian. But he did something the whole world came against him. Those rappers who don't even, who curse in all their songs, they give donations to the church and the church takes those donations. So what are we doing? That's hypocrisy. They swear in their songs. Kanye West out there, he has a, he has a church where he'll be, he'll stand and say all kinds of uh, stuff he can say. But guess what? Folks were paying to go to his church because that was Kanye. So I just see a pastor with his uh, congregation celebrating the Lord and whatever you're singing right there, I cannot really satirize them for doing that. I look at it more like folks doing something to get to something. That's my view on that one. I'm not, I'm not trying to derail you guys from your thinking, but I don't really, really want to go straight because if you go to countries like Canada, right now you're selling all churches. Churches are turning into nightclubs. What's going on? We are losing the value of church because of things like this. Okay, so I just want to, oh, I just want to say, as I stand right here, I'm not going to judge them for what they're doing. As long as they're praising the Lord, I would definitely go to that church on Sunday. MC, can That's you see? Me? I don't know if you can see my hands. We're not judging. I can <laughs> see your hands, bro. Yeah, we're not. We're not. I, I don't think. Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know about the others, but I don't think that um, we're judging the people. Um, were you raised in a Christian home? MC, just a question. I was supposed to be a priest in the Catholic Church. Okay, so we we understand the concept of keeping something pure, right? There's a word that um, Therese used, I think, um, was it consecrate or something like that? I think that keeping something holy means not diluting it with anything that's going to like pollute it, right? You know, purity. The church is a pure place, right? We go to church, no matter how bad you are, you could be a drug dealer, a thief, whatever. When you go to church, you're trying to find that purity, that spiritual space that you can be, uh, that you can celebrate God. Because you said you, you see a pastor and his congregation, they're celebrating Jesus. They're not celebrating Jesus. That's not what, that's not what they're doing. These people are dancing into a new year with a secular song. It is a secular song. It's not a song singing praises to Jesus. Now, the reason why they, they have Christian songs is so that you can, you're giving praise. Like you have all these women of faith, you have Chris Tumlin, you have all these other musicians that have dedicated their life's work to creating songs that lifts God, that praises God. These songs, these two songs that we played, this is songs that you go to drink alcohol, talk to women, 
talk about sex and everything unholy. That's what these songs are promoting. If you really look at the lyrics to the song, it's all there. There's no part of the song that says, oh, thank you, Jesus, for this alcohol. Or thank you, Jesus, I'm alive or whatever. Or thank you, Jesus, I'm going into 2024. These songs are glorifying alcohol, talking about women and things like that. So to play a song like that and then say you're celebrating Jesus, I mean, think about it, bro. Really? Okay, yeah. yeah. You you brought it up. You brought it up and you talked about alcohol. The first miracle Christ uh, performed, according to the Bible, was water to wine. Right? That's alcohol in a church. Read your Bible. Your Bible will tell you tithes were given so folks could take their tithes and go buy alcohol and drink in the church. So drinking alcohol has nothing to do with Christianity. Mm. Drinking alcohol has nothing. I buy the most alcohol, but I don't drink alcohol. So drinking mm. alcohol, we still drink alcohol in the Catholic Church. Is till date, we drink alcohol with bread, which is which is converted to body and blood. Okay, so alcohol is nothing. And the reason why I'm saying this is because folks are taking Christianity to try to get them misconstrued with our day-to-day lives. Why why can't we teach sex in churches? Bro, What's wrong in teaching about the, sex in the church? I'm I'm not sorry. I'm I'm sorry to cut you. Absolutely. Other part of the song. This is what we're saying here. We're not saying alcohol is bad. Abusing alcohol is bad. The Bible does not condemn alcohol, but overly consuming alcohol, the Bible condemns that. All right. I might not really know a chapter in the Bible to tell you to go look at, but I know that from my doctrine, abusing alcohol is against the way of the church. And I also know that um, the way that women are talked about in these songs is not something Christian like. Now, there might be hypocrisy written all over this. But one thing's clear, the fact that this is a church, which is a holy ground, and you're playing secular music, and you're trying to make it seem as though you're praising God with this type of music, it's just not, it's just not something we can make sense of, or I can make sense of. I don't know about the rest, I don't know about everybody on the call, but if you guys agree with what he's saying, that maybe you should voice it. I just think that it's totally and completely not appropriate. Like the, the execution was wrong. Maybe the idea, the message and all of that, we get it, we get it. I think it's safe to say that uh, JB is going to be at that church next year, bringing in the new year. And uh, <laughs> that pastor invites you to his office after service, JB. Make sure you come back and tell us the story, okay? I don't like what I hear. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do have it to... That was that was a good laugh right there, my brother. That was a good one. I would definitely go to that church because I understand what you do, what 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 you're doing. It's something that I would like to be in. That churches these days are boring. I have a lot of the Catholic church where I worship these days. Everyone is leaving the Catholic church to go to other churches. Oh, Catholics don't know how to pray. Oh, Catholics don't know how to do this. So folks are tending to go to places where they can find uh, better looking ladies, where you can do your makeup, where uh, the, the pastor is young and can. It can make you, you can twerk in church and do all those kind of things. So I'm not, I'm not judging when it comes to churches. I am not going to judge any church. There's a church of Satan. There's a church of Judah. All these churches are out there. They have members who come there and they praise them relating to the God they're worshiping. I just feel like when we spend time, I don't mean we on this podcast. I'm talking we as individuals, as humans. When we spend time trying to correct things as micromanaged churches, what did you say or not say? What are the ordinances? What are the ordinances? Churches are supposed to be run by. 
are we have we actually decided this particular church should go this way because of things like this? This day, anyone can get up and put up a church. I can go tomorrow and be like, this is JB's church. All we're doing here, I'm teaching you guys how to become MCs. That's my church. Who's to know you're an artist? You'll be like, okay, I want to go now and make all my members should be musicians. Folks will come to your church. So I just feel like, who are we? I don't mean those of us here. I mean, who are we to actually say this church is right, this one is wrong? You know, I just feel like we are getting to that place where everything you do is being judged, right? Let us look at this church like a church where they're praising the Lord, they're happy, whatever they're singing there is helping the members to get to reality, which is Christianity. Yeah. That's my take. I'm pretty sure that you went to Cameroon like that. You visited, I mean, the Pope came and visited, visited you there. Because the last time we are talking about, you know, uh, Christianity, I mean, yeah, Christianity, we are also talking about tithing and all whatnot. You had a different view when it came to tithing. And then to this world, you're having different, uh, uh, I don't know, man. But anyways, it's, I mean, it's kind of interesting. I mean, it's all opinion basis. But at the same time, I will not say judging per se. I would say just being a character of nature, growing up in a certain in a certain way, right? On a certain way of thinking, on a certain way of seeing things. It's just bizarre to me to have seen that video. It is bizarre to me. But I will not lie to myself that I stood there and thought about, you know, being in Catholic church in Cameroon and we are singing traditional songs and carrying offerings to go, you know, offer to God. And I'm trying to put, you know, that with this one and say, yo, what's the difference? And try to make, you know, that difference. So I don't know. Bro, there's a Christian doctrine, right? Like everything we do, um, okay, you study chemistry, they have like a, a curriculum, right? You have, okay, let's just say, let's just say, um, what can I use as an example? Okay, this is a book, right? There's a table of content, right? There's, there's, there's a guide that tells you if you go from here to here, this is what you're going to pick up from this. And Christianity has a Bible, right? That's supposed to be the guide. I think that there is a doctrine. There is a Christian doctrine. If you say you're a Christian, you have to go by that doctrine to be right. If you're a Muslim, there is the Quran that has these guidelines for you. And you have to live by those rules to say that, okay, you're doing it right. Like you can, there is a skill. The Bible, that doctrine is like the skill for it. And if you're doing anything out of that, then it's not correct. And I think that if you're going by the Bible, secular music is not something that the Bible will approve of. It's not. Even if you say that you want to play secular music to, to be joyous, right? To have a good time for Jesus. It's incorrect. Like there's an ingredient that's not supposed to be a part of it, which is the secular music. So in a nutshell, I get what you're saying, MC. I understand that the people look happy. They're celebrating. They're getting into a new year. But the execution is wrong. Just like uh, Therese said. Was it, um, Interest, I think. Yeah, it's 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 the execution. Like the idea of it is, it's cute. Like it's good. It's it's nice when you look at it. People look happy. People are celebrating. But you're trying to cook rice, and then you're putting other things. You're putting sand into it. It just doesn't make it right. There's there's an ingredient that's wrong in there. The idea. Yeah, of what's the door? What's yes, the door? Yes, sir. How many, how many, how many different materials are you wearing right now when it comes to your clothing? How, how many, many different materials are you putting? Different materials. Are you wearing cotton? Are you having a whatever? I don't think you have just one material on your on your dress right now, right? From your pants to your top, whatever you're putting on. Mainly cotton. Yeah. Do you know, do you know, do you know that's against Christianity? 
Is it? Yeah, according to Christianity, you can't just wear one. You have to wear one material. You can wear multiple at the same time. Mm, you know that? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We take the things we want to take. With the mm. ones we don't take, like I'm saying that when it comes to judging folks about uh, what they do in their churches or in their houses, okay, that's why my kids don't go to church until they know what church is. They know what uh, a baptism is if they're going to get baptism. I'm not going to give my two-year-old a baptism right now because he, he, uh, I was raised in a Christian family. Okay. You're talking about the Bible that where I have to follow through the Bible and, <clears throat> and I understand that uh, the Bible is, is an ordinance to judge Christians. Let yeah. me ask you, how many, how many Christians Bibles do we have? The yeah, Bible it's... was not written in English. The Bible was never written in English. That's why you have to learn Arabic for you to read the Quran. So you don't, you don't get it. You don't, you don't, you don't miss it. The Bible was written in four languages. Aramaic, Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Latin was the latest. English Bible is only 480 years old. And it's the most confused Bible because we have everything mixed up. So if you're sitting here telling me that I should open an Aramaic Bible and read it from the, the, the old Greek Bible where you're talking about oh, Solomon was the most righteous man to live. You tell me Solomon was the most righteous man to live and the most wise person. He had 1,000 wives. And you tell me more than day, I can't have more than one wife. What are you teaching me? That's a good point. What we're saying oh. here is, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking away from what you're saying, bro. Okay, you did say that you cannot tell people what to do in their churches. All right, if it's under the umbrella of a church, there is a guideline of what a church should look like. Now, if you're trying to get, if it's a community, if it's an association, if it's a group of people, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it, if it's a church. A Christian church, there are guidelines to go by. And all I'm saying is, I don't know about the Bible version that they're using in that church. I don't know if it's, um, how do I call it? I don't even know the names. But I don't know what Bible it is that this, this church is going by. But one thing I know for sure, and if you, if you want to go into the details, you're going to see the same thing. Secular music in church is inappropriate. That's just what it is. Like talking about a bad, a bad bitch, what, excuse me, the B word, a bad chick and, and this, that in church, it's not right. I don't care what Bible you're using. It's just a fact. It's, it's not right. Okay. Don't... So can, can, can Christians, can Christians go on Pornhub, onto Pornhub and watch porn? Bro, don't, don't, don't get this wrong. No, 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 no. I'm not getting you wrong. We're having a dialogue. I just want to know, can Christians go onto Pornhub and watch porn? This is what we understand, right? In the house of God, right? When you're in that space, listen, everybody's a work in progress, right? What you do out of church, or even if you dare to do that in church, there's all types of people. There are people, fraudulent people or drug dealers, whatever. They, they probably have like the exchange text messages while in church. Stuff that- Bro, you're, foc you're focused on church as a building. The church is not a building. The church is- no, yes. the church is not a building. The church is not a building. Let's not talk about this. A church is not a building. You're talking about a temple. Or you're talking about you're talking about a house of God. A church is not a building. A church is a congregation. A church is a congregation of Christians who come together to praise the Lord. One or two, that's a church. A church is not only a physical building. It could be a spiritual, which is also a mental place. I do churches from home. My church on Sundays is not going to a physical building. So I'm saying, so I ask you a question if Christians could watch porn. Please, can Christians watch porn? It's not allowed. It's it's against what? the rule. 
Okay. So it's again the word that I'm asking you. The Bible was written thousands of years ago. Uh, but that's so what we're talking about. Right and wrong, right? We're talking okay. about and we're talking about doing the right thing. That's I am just telling you. I'm just telling you we are, we we choose the things that are right. Okay. Women are not supposed read your scriptures. Ladies are not supposed to put on pants. Women don't have women don't have to wear pants. Is it really okay? Cheap? A, a woman, it? Yeah, check. check. A woman is supposed to put on pants. A woman also, when you are seeing your when you're seeing your period, you cannot go around your man. You live in a separate house. That's why back in the day, the cultural days, you have multiple women get married to one man because when you're seeing your period, you don't go close to the man. Muslims still do that today. If you have a Muslim wife, she won't come around you if she's seen her period. She has a separate abort. Okay? Christianity is every man's tradition and every man's religion, how do you want to put it? Okay? So I'm saying that we keep, we keep pointing the church. We keep pointing the church as a place where I'm telling you a church is not a place. Places where you can talk about, about, about that is, is places like the mosque. Where they, that is a church. You have to go to the mosque for you to pray. If you don't have one, then you pray facing the east. That's, that's, Christ, that's Islam. To Christians, all Christ told us to do is pray our Father. He went to the church, the temple, and destroyed because it's told in the church. Many times, Christ never told you to go to church on a Sunday. The Sunday we even call Sunday is not actually Sunday. It's a Sabbath day, which is Saturday. So Christianity is following its own way, and you're telling me that I should do so because folks are doing so. Okay? I have friends who are Christians. They've been married for four years. They never, they had issues in their sexual life. Okay? I told them. That I, I, I'll let you talk. I will let you talk. I told them, you have to, you have to talk to your wife and build your sexual life. Guess what? They are now happily married and doing very well because they introduced a little bit of porn in their life. Did they go to church for that? The church will tell you not to do it. But did the porn help their marriage? Yes, it did. We should, we should, we should, we, we should start building our life working towards therapy rather than looking at these people who call ourselves uh, men of God who are leading us to hell rather than leading us to heaven. I think if I could just jump in, I think at the end of the day, it's just like to each congregation their own. I think for majority of us, that's just not the norm of what we grew up in. We're not condemning or judging them. It's just like, that's not just something we're used to. Just like JB said, a church is not a building. It's the group of people. If that's the way they want to worship and do their thing, it's all good. You know, that's, that's, that's them. You know, we all just gave our opinion to say that, hey, that's not something I would normally see in my church, but if that's the way they do it, that's the way they do it, and we move on. I don't think it really needs to get any more deeper than that. We see that that's how they move in their congregation. When it comes to doctrine, we spoke about it on a previous podcast. Doctrine is basically belief, what they, what you believe in and how you want to run your church. If that's how they believe and how they want to run their church, it is what it is. There's no one doctrine for all churches. Most of us here probably all go to a different church. All of our doctrines are not going to line up the exact same. It might be a small, slight belief in how one practices their faith or another. For that church, they turn up, walk it out, and swag and serve. So, I mean, who are, like JV said, who are we to, you know, we just put our opinion on it and we keep it moving. I think that's just what it is. And, you know, we can leave that to rest. So, I think hey, hey, hey. was about to throw another video out there. We can go to the next topic. Yes, I'm sure we can. That boy sound better enough. <laughs> yeah, I meet you. We're gonna we're gonna continue this conversation. Yeah, yeah, we can do that later. Let's 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 keep it going <laughs> for the for the new year. We don't want to talk about church for the whole podcast. <laughs> hey, yo, I say um, I see Cat Williams is you know occupying the first week going into the second week of January. 
Um, I think most of you might have watched that interview with uh, Shannon Sharp on Club Shay Shay. Um, a lot of name dropping, lots of lots and lots of you know comedy in it. What do you guys think, man? Chef T, take this one first. Nah, I, I'm gonna just say this first. I think the, the first thing that stood out to me, and I had a feeling because I used to watch the Steve Harvey show back in the day when he had that fade and that cut. I knew it was fake, bro. <laughs> I just had a feeling when Cat exposed him. I was like, bro, it's too good to be true for you to have hair like that and just all of a sudden go bald. So uh, that was one of the first things that just caught my eye. I was just like, dang, bro, this guy's lineup is too clean. Like, you know what I mean? And <laughs> most people, when they go bald, it's kind of like a transition. It's like a fade to the bald. He just went from that straight to bald. So I was just like, whoa, like, I ain't see that coming. But um, it was a lot. It was a lot he explained. I mean, I think the Kanye West part really jumped out as well because Kanye is so known and popular and a lot of controversy things. And I believe it's true. Like, you know, a lot of people put expectation on him, but we clearly see this is a brother need and we're judging him based off like, you know, as if he's um, living or carrying himself just like a regular average person. You know, we can't put expectations on him knowing that he's openly said he's had mental health issues and things of that nature. So um, there was a lot of various things that, that stood out. But uh, the Kanye West part, I feel like it was really eye opening. I like the way he explained it. Even talking about Kim Kardashian, as a businesswoman, she's one of the best in the game. Relationship-wise, I don't know if she's best wifey material. And, you know, he called her out of her name and said what she was, and Kanye knew what he was dealing with. So that was kind of, I wouldn't say it was alarming, because, I mean, we all know the story, you know what I'm saying, when it started from Ray J. So I think that was just another thing of him just, you know, just speaking and telling his truth. And so far as when it comes to the industry, um, it's a lot of things that go on, you know what I'm saying? Not just Hollywood, you know, I've known people in Nollywood too, that up and coming actress and a lot of things that go on behind closed doors that people do to make it where they get to. And um, I think at the end of the day, Cat Williams was just saying that um, he has a standard in a way that he will move when it comes to um, how he goes about getting things done. And some people cut the line and, and do things to make it quicker than others. And he was like, I don't condone that. So he was just calling out people for what it was. Um, I wouldn't say that, you know, I believe everything he said was true. You know, my man ended up showing a video of him running a 4-3-4-4, let people know, like, yo, I am that fast. So, But it was it was interesting. But those were just some highlights, in my opinion, that just stood out. Do you think, do you think, I mean, did you ever watch that video during the pandemic when that kid put him in a headlock? Who, Cat Williams? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, because during the whole interview, he was talking about he's never he's never done a hard drug a day in his life, right? And I'm like, right. come on, bro. Like, really? You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, that video. I mean, he said he smoked. That's the, I know that's one thing he said he could, you know, he does take. He smokes marijuana. But, I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know his background and know if he's taking coke. I mean, the way he's looked at times, someone may have thought he took hard drugs just from maybe he was super high off weed. Maybe he might have popped something else. So. Like I said, I can't I can't say everything is the truth, but uh, yeah, man, it, it was an eye opener to some things that you know, just speaking his business or how people you mentioned something about people. you mentioned something about Kanye, right? Like people that oh, uh, well, to what Cat Williams said, but isn't it sad that to whom much is given, much is expected? Yeah, but I mean, you gotta look at the people who gave it to him, though. So that's what he was saying. He was like, y'all the one that put him on a pedestal and called him Jesus, so. 
I mean, you you put so much high standard on him, and then now when he falls, everybody wants to come and you know say this about him. Where a lot of people are the one that praised him and put him there, so it's like you can't put him in that position, and then you now when he now makes a fault, it's like you're it's like you gaslighted someone, and you know that they're not really probably what they are, and then when they're not giving you the outcome of what you expect everybody's acting surprised like oh my god what's going on wearing a mega hat doing this doing that it's like y'all the one that fueled this guy so i mean if he spazzes out what do you expect like you know what i mean benefit of the doubt but i mean anyways what to know what do you think did you watch that interview for two hours and some change bro it's a long ass interview (laughs) i mean i feel like my opinion about this whole interview is biased because I, I I I love the guy you know I, I, that's that's like one of my favorite um, African American comedians I, I I like him I watch a lot of his um, stand up comedy you know I think that he did he did have some like solid points just like um, Chef T said the whole thing about Kanye I totally agree with him you know Kanye feels the way he feels because of the community right. Everybody praised him, you know, even when he went as far as called himself um, Yeezy, right? Or, or Jesus, whatever whatever the name was. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people didn't come for him, right? People just looked at, oh, this guy's a genius. This guy is, I mean, let's not get it wrong. Kanye has done a lot of great things, which, you know, I, I think he deserves a lot of his accolades. And he's, he's, you know, set a lot of standards. At the same time, you know, you don't expect somebody that has outrightly said that he's sick, right? He's um, He's got mental problems and all of that. And then you expect him to be acting, you know, by the books or doing everything correctly. He said a lot of things. He did talk about Steve Harvey. I think it just goes, like the industry is very complicated, right? People, there's shortcuts that you could take for whatever reason, you know, get into the goal. Like it's not a straight path, right? There's so many things that people do to get there. There's so many deals that people sign. And I think it's just all about principles, right? Um, if you're a principled person and you want to do things the right way, there's no guarantee that you're going to make it, but at least you can sleep at night. Because he did say something about living every day like your last, you know, just looking back at the day. And like, if you did everything correctly, if this was your last day to leave and you look back and like, oh, I woke up in the morning, I did this and this and that. And you can sleep. I think that if everybody can live like that, then, you know, people will change a lot of the things that they do. But at the end of the day, I think he brought a lot of stuff to like, you know, a lot of, it was a lot of things that he said, which I don't know the end of it, but there's a shining light on it. Like the whole Kevin Hart thing, Kevin Hart coming to Hollywood with his deals ready, which makes a lot of sense, right? Kevin Hart just came out of nowhere and was just selling out stadiums and stuff. Whereas there's other people that have been there for a long time. So it does go to, I mean, if you look at it critically, it does say something. Maybe he's blessed. I don't know. Maybe it's grace. But at the same time, like for everybody that's been working, for everybody in that industry, for you to just come out like that, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, I didn't, like um, yeah. alluding to him being a plant, like he was placed in there to yep. push, yeah. uh, 
a I set of something about being a gatekeeper. gatekeeper. He was the gatekeeper. That was another thing he said. <laughs> Which is true. Like AK, I mean, you you you've been around showbiz, right? You you do know that there's some. I don't know. I think you know. If if you, if you disagree, you can you can go ahead and say it. But I think that with your experience in the industry, there's certain people that if they were to introduce you, right? If they were to um, endorse you, right? It, you stand a better chance. And those are gatekeepers, basically, right? There's some people yeah. in the music industry, in, in you know, movie industry. If somebody th that has that that um, credit or that degree of respect were to introduce you as the next big thing, you know, it's like, okay, let's say I make music now. Let's just say Burner Boy was to get up tomorrow and be like, oh, what she does the next big thing? People are going to see me differently, right? And if we're looking at Burner Boy as a gatekeeper, for example, I think it makes sense what Cat Williams said. I think it does. There are other things that he said, the whole thing about not using any hard drugs. <laughs> I mean, Snoop Dogg smokes a lot. I've never seen Snoop Dogg like some of the times that I saw Cat Williams, which is questionable, but he said he didn't do it. You know, there's no proof that he did it. So I'm just gonna take his word for it. <laughs> I'd like to say early on, he said, since you come in, since you letting people come on here and lie, and it was like a lot of the stuff was like, this is truth, this is truth, this is truth. That's probably a lot. Like he was just the stuff he was saying about himself. I'm like, okay, this is true. It's like, you know, he did say you since you let people come over here and wow, let me come on here and share some truth. But he said some truth, you know, keywords. People be doing that to clear their names sometimes. <laughs> it was a great interview. I think it deserves attention. Yeah, and I feel like he um he threw a lot of comedians under the bus. Like it was just like a lot of not even comedians, a lot of people in the industry in general under the bus, and it was just like real sly. It was like yeah, it was like you're like whoa, Cedric the Entertainer. Question, question, y'all. The part that he said that um you know most of these guys they have. A certain white lady that looks a certain. <laughs> Is there some truth there, though? What do you think? <laughs> I don't know if you saw the clip online when they actually posted like these comedians, Michael Blackston, all these people, and they had a certain type. I'm just like, hey, man, I, I don't know if they, if they could pull that up. That'll, that'll be a good one, but. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it might have some truth in it, man. He was like, they don't never do an interview for like you never hear from them for like five, six years. They don't speak. They mm -hmm. all have a certain type. I mean, it's yeah, man. Let's just say, <laughs> I think there was a lot of truth in the interview. I don't I mean, like when he came for Ludacris though. I was like, hey, bro, leave my man Luda alone, bro. Luda had it, had it, had it, had it chopped back. Was like, nah, bro. I ain't part of no Illuminati. I'm part of the, uh, what do you say? Uh, Illuminati or something like that? <laughs> what do you guys think about what he said about Michael Blackson, though, as an African comedian? Bruh, I think it's true, bruh. Like, a lot of Africans did not mess with Michael Blackson coming up, bro. People were like, they <laughs> felt like he was faking his accent the way he, I'm not going to lie, like, he had some fun content. He does have some good content. Like, I'm not going to say I don't like his content at all, but just from peers and people that are African, I felt like a lot of Africans didn't really fuck with Michael Blackson. And I felt like that that said a lot. You know what I'm saying? Being African. Yeah. It's like that you said in coming to America, you're African. He is African. 
I can understand. I mean, yeah. Eddie Murphy making a fake accent, but like Blackson is African. And he got. Hey, let me let me jump in, let me jump on for Blackson a little bit, guys. Um, okay. The reason why the reason why I keep it when it comes to originality with AK is because AK has been in the US. He came here. I think he went to high school back here. Like we're looking like maybe like um, he got you and responded like. Um, uh, Early 20s or late 17. There you go. There you go. 17. When I was back in Cameroon at 17 years old, I had a fake American accent. Okay. I thought I was, they used to call me the American boy. I would fake the accent. I would try to act like I was African American because I thought it was cool. But AK right here, sometimes I even try to sound more American than him. Same as my wife. My wife does not even have a clue about the American accent. She sounds herself. That originality. Okay. Michael Blackson got to America when he was much more younger. Was around 14 or 15, if I'm not wrong. So Michael Blackson sounding this way also shows a lot, it depicts a lot of originality. I'm talking because I follow Michael Blackson and I know a lot about him. Okay. He actually has his, he sounds more, Michael Blackson sounds more original than most of us who are actually copying the American way of life. Okay. The reason is Blackson will give you a joke and then he's faking that accent because he himself does not have the African accent no more. He doesn't have it. Blackson grew up in America, went to school here. The mother was a missionary. So he came at a much younger age with his family. And actually, he is now trying to get back into his roots and become that African guy that he was never. And for the record, his wife is not white. She's Asian. Okay, so the truth about this, I like Cat Williams, but when it comes to Michael Blackson, I will protect him because that is a guy who's going back to my continent and making my continent look like what it's supposed to be. He has a school in Ghana. Okay, from the way he dresses up, if you're telling me you told him to dress this way and he actually succumbs to that style of dressing, I never used to put on suits. That's why I did not MC for 10 good years because I used to dress just with jeans and t-shirts. But one of my brothers, uh, DJ Kaka, he told me, hey, you got to start putting on suits. The day I started putting on suits after my wedding day, I became the MC I am today. You understand? So certain people will lead you forth the right way because they see something in you. Same as my hair do. I used to cut my hair very, very low. Some dude told me, I want you to be different. Kid locks. That's my uh, movie actor in Nigeria, Chinonzo. So it's okay for someone to help you. Uto do you're an artist. Okay. You sing, you do stuff, you write. It's okay for me to tell you, bro, I think you need to start putting on this kind of outfit. You can't be singing rap and then your rap game, you're dressed in t-shirts all the time. Um, you at least try to be like 50. You can switch your outfits. That's your identity. You know? So that to, to talk about uh, Cat Williams, I love him so much. I, I listen to that interview every single time. But when he came to Michael Blackson, uh, I still support Michael Blackson because he's putting Africa on the map. Yeah. Do, For the other comedians, I don't really care. I do. Like, honestly, whatever he said does not take any credit away from Blackson. Right. Like what Blackson has done. I follow him. I, I, I saw him. He went to his school that he built and he was playing soccer with the kids, interacting mm -hmm. with the kids, which is awesome, right? It's a lot of, let's not get it twisted. It's a lot of um, Africans doing great stuff back in Africa, not necessarily celebrities, you know. I don't think that whatever he said takes away from Michael Blackson. Michael Blackson has work that he's done. There's a whole TV series that he has, which I came across the other day. I think he's doing a good job, right? At the same time, well, I didn't know about, you know, him coming here at 14 and all of that. My accent is not, I'm, I, I feel talk pigeon fine. At the same time, it's like, <laughs> you know, me, it's just being in the U.S., you know, working with people 
and the whole idea of like trying to talk to somebody and they're like what, what? All that you know you have to adapt you know like if right. you, you know like not everybody understands pigeon i mean we're natural but it's like if you speak pigeon yeah. to everybody they're gonna be like god what are you saying so yeah it's like you gotta <laughs> you, there's a blend right you have to you have to figure you have to master switching you can switch like if i want to speak pigeon now i can just switch to pigeon right and if i have to like if you listen to my songs i try to i try to sing in in you know an accent that most like the majority will comprehend right i think that it's it's like it's it's about workmanship right there's a part where you have to you have to think about the people you're trying to sell to so what he said about advising blackson it's okay to advise somebody and he took the advice and he's doing great so it takes nothing from him actually i agree with you it takes nothing from from Blackson, the whole thing about the wife and all of that, that's just something I didn't know about. I heard about it in the interview. Yeah, I've always just looked at his wife as some Asian Hollywood female. You know, and I never thought it, it was something about a woman given to him until Cat Williams said whatever he said. But yeah. Yeah, and, and, and he, he said all that. When you go deep again, you even see Blackson is telling you the wife, uh, I think that was during COVID. Uh, he said during COVID, the wife was bringing more money home than he was. That's what folks don't even know. She is a realtor. She's a professional woman. Like I think she's based in Arizona. They don't even live together. I think maybe now they're probably married or something. So that's just giving more credit to this lady. She she actually was bringing more money, and and Blackson would say it all the time. Yeah, I'm with this lady, and she's bringing more money to the table. And you know, I love her, and people don't really think she loves me back because of my money. But they fail to understand she got more money than I do. You understand? So uh, I I really just feel like people should get their credit. Cat Williams has been my best comedian of all time after Dave Chappelle. You know, him coming out there and slander everyone. That is the business. Guess what? His next show is going to sell at arenas. So that was a business strategy right there. You know, yeah, he was going to throw <laughs> he was going to throw everyone down on everyone. I was I was afraid he was going to bring up Mike Tyson, so it could it could be it could be a boxing fight, you know. So dude, dude actually got a lot of business strategy, and he 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 said a lot of stuff. People helped him write his own jokes and stuff like that. But to cut it all up, I just feel like I'm looking more of this as a, as a business strategy. And don't ask me why is it that always black people fighting one another? Yeah, that's, that's how all... slavery started, right? That's how <laughs> slavery started. Right, healthy yeah. <laughs> competition. Healthy competition. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think that for him to have said, "Oh, this person copied this person, or this person copied that person," like all of that, for me, that was like one thing that stood out to me. That like, yo, what the heck does it matter? I mean, if you did your thing and you made money off of it, and somebody took it and put a spin to it, what's you know, what's the big deal? Like everybody's you know finding a way. You know, I mean, that's like the nature of things. And, uh, uh, um, some countries will copy from other countries, or some folks will copy from other folks. What does it really matter? You know, I, mean? I don't think it was really the copying. I think he just wanted to like get his credit. That was it. Like the main thing, it was Cedric Entertainer. Like, like we said in jokes and music, a lot of things. You know, people sample a lot of stuff in the entertainment world. I think at the end of the day, he was just like, "Yo, I didn't get any credit." That's why he was calling out all these people. Like, "Yo, y'all did I all this." Pretty, I am pretty sure that. I am pretty sure. If somebody had to take some of the things that he's done and put it through a microscope and go back in time, they could relate it to stuff that other people have done. Right. You know, I mean, they could really, they sure there could. Is, so, yeah, there is a possibility. I mean, it's all, like you said, people sample a lot of perspective and seeing, yeah. 
it's, it's a fact. Yeah, I don't think everything stuff that he just created from zero. I don't think so. You see, yo, the, okay. uh, you see the podcast, Aziz? Yeah. yeah. When you when you watch when you watch any silent any silent movie, what comes to your mind? Which actor comes to your mind? A silent movie. Silent, yes, any silent movie. Black and white or black and days, like all this silent movie. Charlie Chaplin comes to your mind. One person, right? right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because he did those stuff, right? So uh, I'm happy I'm saying this because I'm a little bit into showbiz. Utrud is in showbiz and you too, you're in it. Uh, in showbiz, we talk more of trademarks. If you drive a Mercedes, and your Mercedes actually emit more gas than um, a, w, a BMW, and the next year BMW comes out with the same Mercedes, the same features, Mercedes is gonna is gonna sue BMW, right? That's a trademark. That's a trademark right there. So what they're doing is, okay, I did this first to give my credit because this is my brand. We are the only ones, precisely Cameroonians that I know of, who actually were so creative, we don't have trademarks. You see somebody who is very good in cooking or at cooking or can dress very well or do something, they have a design, they start doing a little business, they start selling clothes, doing this, doing this, there are no trademarks. Before you know it, everyone is doing the same thing. Okay, so just to stay what Cat, uh, Cat William was saying, if you're good at something and you hit the first joke, okay, Mike talked about a car. He used the same joke and talked about a spaceship. What is that? Copyright. Uh, Manu Dibango, the Cameroonian artist, he sued Michael Jackson. He sued Rihanna for the same thing. Zangaliwa Cameroonian, they sued who? Um, Shakira. Yeah. You see? So everyone, people know Zangaliwa now. They don't even know that as a Cameroonian. They know Shakira's song. They don't know that as a Cameroonian who played that song first. With music, I think after 20 years, you can do copyright. You know, but any other thing that you like, uh, comedy, they don't have all those laws. When you, when you give your special and you register it, anybody who says your joke has to go down for it. So just uh, saying those who don't really do more showbiz uh, about all these terms and, and uh, te- uh, technologies, when you copy from someone, you are actually liable to pay that person. Cash, crime, even prison terms. Yeah. I think I think in general, um, Cat Williams undermines his own truth with unnecessary lies. Yes, he's funny at times. <laughs> um, but the longer the short is that... Um, He's talking about a bunch of people that are doing better than him in every aspect of their lives. <laughs> His career is about to end, and he's pretty much gone bad girls club. Like Kyle Williams said, he was accepted into college at seven. He said he read over 3,000 books. He said um, he's been to 50 states before he turned 14. It sounds like he has a Napoleon complex, and he knows it's, it's the end. Yo, the 3,000 books got me. <laughs> That's usually what they do when they realize that the end is near. They start embellishing and thinking and hoping that somebody buys their tickets. I heard the show was average too. So, I mean, Kat, I like you. I mean, you're funny at times, but what's with the gossip, man? He's, he come he comes off as very zesty too, but they all do. That's <laughs> with you. Thanks, thanks. All right, Mike, are you had something to say? As this man and his takes. point. <laughs> <laughs> I said my piece. T, anything to that? Not really. Um, it sounded more like the whole interview to me sounded more like when your African mom reports you in the family meeting. That's exactly what that that's the vibe it was giving me. Cause they would embellish. Oh, he held me in a headlock when all you did was 
trying to get something above her head and she thought you were going to kill her. She would go to the meeting and say, he had me in a headlock for five minutes. I passed out. The neighbors came. And yes, he went and brought this girl. That's just how it felt to me. Like it was just like a tattletale. Uh. <laughs> and when a woman is single and pregnant and she announces it online, there is no sign of the baby daddy. You're a grown ass woman alone in your maternity pictures. You can't even show who the man is because most of the time the man is not even your goddamn man. And then here go everybody in the comments. Congratulations. Congratulations for what? Ain't no congratulations. Congratulations for adding another damn broken family. Why do we have these young girls and these women get pregnant in these terrible situations and in, and instead what we do is we celebrate with baby showers and gender reveals. If I see one more goddamn baby shower without a wedding and, and the reason why they make these baby showers such these huge deals is because there is no wedding. The baby shower has become the new substitute for a wedding. How are we going to get these girls to understand there's a consequence for their actions when we're throwing them a goddamn party? I mean, she hit it right on the head. I mean, that's just, people don't shame people anymore. So everything online is okay. And every everybody can say and do whatever they want, however they want to. And if you do say something, you're judging. But we're the only culture that glorifies dysfunction. I don't see any other culture going online saying, this is my baby daddy. This is my child. Having a bunch of pictures, having a party. And then saying, well, where's the dad? And oh, he's not here. So we've normalized a culture of dysfunction and then we call it normal. And we call it culture. And we call it um, what our people do. And finally, some of our women are saying, listen, enough is enough. We're actually better than this. And it's not all of us. And until we get that get to that place collectively, we're gonna keep seeing it. So men can't say it because then they'll just cancel men, right? But if a woman says it to a woman, it's completely different. I'm glad somebody's saying it. Yeah, so uh, Michael Therese, any of you can chime in here, please. Well, mm -hmm. I uh, I think that the baby showers are like just an adaption of what has become a cultural norm. Um, and it's really like the last help that a lot of single mothers will get. It's like you get a boatload of stuff here. This is what you got for the next year if that maybe next six months and figure it out if they have a supportive family like if they have a village great but it's a lot of single families or single mothers out here who don't and that baby shower was the last time they received a significant amount of support in raising their child i didn't Should... see nobody supporting them when they were fucking well that's the decision they made I mean, I'm just saying, like, to the support that you're talking about, right? Like, there's a cost to effect. So <laughs> how come, you know, one person will go will do something and now it's, you know, the village now to be blamed? I mean, not literally, but, I mean. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of kids out here in the foster system because the church don't want us to have abortion. 
but then the folks in the church don't want folks to, I mean, they're not adopting. I don't want to say they don't want folks to adopt. They're not. So it's like, what's happening with the kids? People having sex anyway. Don't get pregnant. People get pregnant anyway. Don't have sex. <laughs> they, you know? I mean, it gets to the point, if we want to blame the church and then people say, oh, you have a condom on and you still get pregnant. If all these things still happen, then it's like, bruh, if you just can't help and you're getting pregnant, just, just don't have sex. Like, that's just what it is. If it gets to the point, because people will blame somebody, then they'll say, yeah, he wore a condom, but it busted or I still got Then you don't need to be having sex at all because every time you do it, you get pregnant. So just don't be doing it if you know you're not going to be with someone and it's not someone you see yourself with. Like the whole blaming people, or whatever is like, you got to take accountability. Y'all don't need to be doing it. Like if you, don't to, if you don't know how to do it without having a baby and taking care of yourself, you should not be in this game from the beginning. And I think the bigger picture is just like people are just out here and there's no, there's no, uh, there's, there's, you know, like she said, it's, it's a broken home. We're celebrating people for, oh yeah, you have like me personally, People that I know that are single mothers, they they didn't have baby showers. They 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 did not because they they even felt it to the point where the fact that I can't bring out this guy, they already feel shame themselves. Where it's like they just had a baby and then later on you found out and it was like, oh, you got a kid. Da, 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 da. You know, me as a friend, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, let me know what you need. I'll send Pampers, clothes, whatever. But I don't know anyone personally that from a broken family that had a baby shower and we were supporting. I. I currently have like two baby showers that I'm attending coming up and both of my brothers are married and the, and the girls are married. So I, I, I can't relate to going to baby showers and people, you know, doing that nature. Uh, people I know I, I go to, they're either already engaged and the wedding's coming up or nine out of 10 times they're already married. So I do um, agree with what she said. And yeah, it's, it's a broken culture. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know why people would celebrate that. And at the end of the day, if you need gifts or like you were saying, Michael, like, I mean, that's that's one thing. If you want to reach out and you know you need help, but having a baby shower and using that as, oh, this is my last chance to get stuff, I don't think that's going to do you any good. You even said it like it's only going to last six months. You're going to have a kid for a lifetime. What is that six months going to do for you if people just show off for that one event and then they're not in your lives again? Like, what's the point of celebrating that if you don't really got people that's going to be there for you? I'll tell you why. A few reasons why. One, we need to host the baby showers because, you know, them MCs need jobs, MCJBs. They need to MC something. That's one. <laughs> Call me to come and perform, please. Yes. Oh, <laughs> perform. Yeah, I've, been sitting, I've been sitting and listening to you guys. Like, what are you guys talking about, man? Don't take this food out of my mouth, man. You know what I mean? That's the one. Don't do that. Two, most, most times, baby showers are done by whoever is pregnant, siblings and cousins and sisters, brothers, all those things, right? So not necessarily the person themselves. And number three, what's wrong with celebrating life? You know what I mean? That's life coming to the world. What's wrong with celebrating that? Now, how to go about it? It's a whole different topic on its own. But just that in itself, you know what I mean? Um, I don't see nothing wrong with that. I think it's been part of our culture for, for a minute now. Um, the congratulations. Congratulations for life. You know what I mean? Hey, you decided to do something. These are the consequences of it. You're going to deal with it one way or the other. Shock it. 
Now, the thing that baffles me with the picture is, you know, them, and we probably spoke about this, is them folks that go and make it themselves to take um on pictures, uh, photo shoots, you know. Like, yeah. And then once the baby's when the baby's here, the same energy that it took to go take those photos, they don't put in that same energy to take of the kid. That should be killing my mental, bro. Like I'm like, where do we anyway, Ceres, please, how did you feel about that video? Yes, I want to say something you said that the baby shower is mostly, that's how it's supposed to be. Other people are supposed to throw you a shower, but that doesn't happen. A lot of the times it's the pregnant person that throws their own shower. Just want to put that out there. Now, if I have to plan my own shower, I might as well not have one, period. That's not something you plan for yourself, but people be planning it like it's a wedding. So that's one thing already that throws me off. Second of all, the whole idea of baby shower, I'm not with it. I just don't like it. Whether you're married or not, I just I just don't like the idea because like, um, was it Tyre? I think Tyre said, this is my thing. Most things I see with baby shower, they have a baby shower and nobody ever goes back to visit this kid. Nobody ever goes back to do anything. It's one and done. People just come, drink, and call it a day. Like, it's just a show at this point. And I, for that reason, I just I'm, I just don't like baby showers. I've never gone to any baby shower. Now, unless you're my person person, I can try to go. It just happened that people who are really close to me, something has come up and have not been there. But I'm not quick to go on a baby shower because I already know this is just for show. This ain't for support and nothing like that. I'll go visit you when the baby comes. Now, I think that's more supportive, you know. I'll go visit that, you know, but that just, I'm not with it. And second of all, yeah, it's life. Um, So what should a single mother do not celebrate? She's having a baby because there's no man in the, you know, in the baby's life. I mean, the baby's already here. You know, there's nothing else any of us can do about it. But celebrate that, child. That's how people come into the world and not feel loved. Because people are looking at your mama like, oh, she was a single mother and she was reckless and she got pregnant. Then that hate transfers to that child and it, that is just unnecessary. Now, people need to start leaving single mothers alone. That's one thing I would say. Then she didn't make her choice. She's in the situation she's in. If it doesn't concern you directly, keep it moving. Stop attacking single women to stop it. If she wants to do her photo shoot by herself, by all means, if that makes her happy, that's her problem. But there's a lot of rise. I think there's just a whole concept of like we're losing the value of family because of the way society is right now. It's a whole lot of, oh, I'm going to just get pregnant and have a baby. For good reasons, people have their reasons, but I mean, it's just the world we're living in. The whole idea of waiting until I get married and have a kid, that's going out the window. So we just roll with the times. You can't knock anybody. Yeah, not till you actually do it and then and then see that, yo, the that decision you made nine months ago was probably one of the worst, but yet good in that moment, right? But have you never been to a bond house before in Cameroon? That's a, I rather have bone house than baby shower because that's what I know. 
What is that? What are, what are so it's like the shower in reverse. We do showers when the baby is born. So when the mom comes home, then people come and celebrate. That's how we do it. It's called born house. That's that's mm -hmm. what I know. I'm like, I don't I know what y'all doing with naming ceremony. I, I know that. We, we got a naming ceremony. Yeah, the come. name is, yeah, the, the whole baby shower thing, I don't know. It, it's just a, one of those American cultures I just would, I don't think I I fancy, but, you know, to each their own. Listen, and that Bonhaus songs. Man, <laughs> that's the best part. That's the only time as a kid you are allowed to sing vulgar songs and talk really yes them mamas if you're going hard if you're going hard listen yep. uh, that's the only there's nothing but talk about sex and fucking whoa there are there are songs made with like sexual lyrics that get sung at bone house and stuff it's the culture and celebrating how the baby came and stuff okay. and people are really dancing so it's the whole mm. thing i like the vibe but yeah, after that they did not catch you sing that song if i have at these at these born houses, are these are these women um single? No, parents single. You could be single and still do a born house. It's for the baby, anyways. Yeah, that oh. that one is more cultural. It's that more... one is for yeah, it's cultural. It's literally for the baby, pretty much. And you said for this people... is when the baby is already born. Yes, when the baby is born. When the baby is born. Powder, they put powder. Yeah, they put powder, powder to powder. represent like fertility and increase on everybody. You leave the bone house and you're covered in baby powder. It's fun. It was a cultural thing. Everybody's they don't covered do in baby powder or just the baby? No, baby powder. They go around like the oldest woman in the room or for the family will go around and they'll put baby powder on everybody's neck. Everybody like who is a like fertility. Like it's like people okay. go to the okay. wedding and catch a bouquet. You got go you, to the born you. house and you catch baby baby powder. <laughs> so, you, so if they put baby powder on UT, that means your fertility, your own is coming. Yeah, back. it's just for everybody. It's not for any. You know, it's like <laughs> oh, okay. it's fertility to everyone. Yeah, okay. like as they've been federal, you know, like you know, may this blessing go to everyone. Mm -hmm. Type thing. So I'm curious. Um. Well, to Don then, um, MC JB, what do you guys think to that video? Well, bro, the thing is, with the internet today, everybody has opinions, right? Um, I think looking at that video, there's some good sides to it. There's some bad sides to it. Um, me personally, the way she's coming off, the lady in the video, you can tell she's somebody that has not you know, it's fortunate enough not to be in that situation so she can speak from a high point. Um, but also, it's not just something that you, it's something you earn, right? You know, abstaining maybe or having protected sex. To be able to be in that position to speak like that, you know, we don't know if she's a virgin or she's been having sex and just never had a baby. So, you know, she's not in that, I don't want to call it a pretty gummin, because having a kid is a good thing, right? But I think that she does have a point about all these broken homes and, you know, if stuff can be done to limit that, um, if women can be more responsible and, you know, she's talking more on the women, but I think that guys also have a very important role to play in that situation because, of course, the baby came as a result of intercourse between a man and a, a, a woman, right? So I think if you can, if there's anything I can take from that video, 
is the fact that us as a people, that's both men and women, you know, if we can really see the impact of just living this women pregnant and having to deal with it by themselves, you know, how bad it is and, you know, try to do better, you know, not impregnate a woman that you're not ready to be with and also women learning from it and not keeping a child when the, the, the father is not willing to be in the child's life. And the whole idea of doing a baby shower by yourself, is just, is depressing, I think. I think that if I was a lady and I'm carrying a child and the person that contributed to me being in that state is not even accepting to show up, I think it's already depressing enough, right? So she does have a point about if that can be prevented, which we both know that it's not gonna end today, but people can learn from it, right? There's a good side, there's a bad side. I don't have a kid yet, but I know that this just goes back to reinforce my idea of not impregnating a lady and just leaving her to be by herself. So that's what I think about it. It's a good side, it's a bad side too. Thank you so much, thank you. Yeah, I have, I have a lot to say on this, but let me try to summarize a little bit. Uh, not just because I'm an MC, where I like to make some money through baby showers, but um, let me talk about the downsides of people throwing baby showers uh, for you. Most ladies, when they walk into this hall where baby shower is taking place and it's a surprise baby shower, they're always very disgruntled. It's not their favorite color. Um, the people who they wanted them to be there are not there, the guests. Their friends from out of state, maybe they can't really show up because the person throwing it is trying to do this surprise stuff and actually not doing it the right way. So those who actually do it the right way by asking them and getting all the names of the invites, invitees, sometimes they will fail to do a major thing that the person truly wants. Going on those days when we did things just for for a layman's point of view, every time we do something, day, it's all that poem and pageantry, that zest, that that ambiance, that mannerism. Okay, uh, you went to the baby shower one time, and we had to we had to toss the bouquet at the baby shower because we try to do something different. You understand? So folks are trying to make sure that we have all this this ambiance, you know, show you what they're trying to do. Okay, um, now. <laughs> yes, yes. So now, um, let me take you guys back to the 16th, 17th century in Africa, precisely Cameroon. When the, 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 the Christians came with their boat called Jesus Christ, they packed them ashore and they came in. They bought slaves from Africa. Most of these people slept with our black sisters and got them pregnant. Okay? And they were worshipped. And they taught us a certain religion which we have to believe in either on that duress or your life. No other option. We got so involved in this doctrine, now we're living this life. Apart from Christians, which other religion or religious belief do you see them doing baby showers? It's a Christian thing more of, I think so. Or some pagans who do that. Or some Scientologists who do that. So, this man came to Africa, got our mothers, got our sisters raped, and they had kids with them. We as black men, we had to condole with our sisters because it was the wrong thing to do. Okay. They came back to the culture where incense is very, is very, very common. They do all those things, they do all those things. And we tend to condole with them because it is the way. We are still in a system where you cannot get married to two women, but you can get married to a man as a man. You can get married to a woman as a woman because it is their culture which we are copying. In the black man culture, do we practice baby showers? Do we have baby showers? 
we don't have baby showers. Nigeria, one of the biggest religions in Africa, the, 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 the Yoruba people, they have naming, naming ceremonies. They have naming ceremonies. The most important thing for a black man is the day you're born and the day you go. We have naming ceremonies and the day of the dead, the day you die, right? That is our African religion that we are supposed to be practicing. So baby showers is more like to those who practice and copy the white man's way of life. I hate saying that what white man's way of life is kind of racist. They've copied this way of life and they're living that lifestyle. Now, we have sisters who do baby showers because they want to show off their money. A lady making $3,000 from one of her jobs, and she has three jobs. Whatever she's doing in the IT world, she has three jobs. Do you think she would throw a mediocre uh, baby shower? No. She'll be going for this top-notch stuff because she wants to set the record straight. Competition. Okay? So me, as jean I feel that baby showers are not overrated. It's just the person's belief when it comes to their financial stability and the current environment they're living in relating to the societal values. Okay? So folks who actually do what they want to do at that given instance and not be criticized or condemned because they did that. My sister talking about baby showers, I don't think she has kids or not. But I just feel like uh, people should do what they want to do. Let me end now by talking about myself and my wife. We were married for three and a half years before we had the first baby. Okay? If you come from Africa and you're a woman, you're married, and you can't have kids for all this amount of years, you're going through a lot of, of, of societal issues that will condemn you, that will criticize you, to do all those things. So going through what we went through, I, as a man, I'm always cool with it. Like, well, if the kids come, fine. They don't come, fine. But an African woman who is married with her kids doesn't listen to those things. She wants to have those kids. So guess what? My wife's baby shower was like a wedding. Those who came through. Because it was actual a celebration of life. When we had the baby, the born house, we still had another celebration of life. So sometimes folks tend to do things not because of what they see in front of them, but because of what they face in the back. So our baby shower was top-notch. The second baby, Nolan, we didn't care about baby shower because the first was already there. Okay? So baby shower, to me, depends on the woman's psychological no one's at a particular time. Yeah, let me stop right there and talk forever. I, yeah. think the, I think the key point that you made, JB, was the fact that uh, you were present, right? Right? With your wife for the baby shower, right? So there was a healthy relationship and a healthy picture of a holistic family celebrating the birth of a child even if the motivation was to throw it in some people's face for, for <laughs> lapping around for so long <laughs> bro i was not trying to bring religion into this stuff if it's religion i will talk about it we are the people who talk about a woman at 40 or not having a child is condemned or whatsoever we are the same people condemning single mothers oh she had a baby with diseases I'm here to tell you this. The same Bible we talk about every day said, go into the world and multiply. The Bible did not tell you, go into the world, get married and multiply. Okay? The same Bible we're talking about right here told, it tells you that if a man should sleep with a woman, if a man should sleep with a woman, that's adultery, and he's married, right? And he, why is that woman? It's not a sin. Okay? If a man should have a baby with a, with a woman and recognizes a child in England, the child becomes a legitimate child. It's no longer illegitimate. Okay? So I'm just saying, if you're bringing Christianity to this and saying that all kids should be born with parents, 
Back in the days, we had 51% of women and 48-something percent of men. Now we have 51% of men and 48-something percent of women. So what's going on? We have a lot more men out there than women. How do all these men get married to have kids? It's not so, about marriage. It's not about marriage. So all why was women it, will not get married. Go ahead. I was just going to ask, why was it important for you to be married before you started having kids? It was not important for me to get married and start having kids. You know my ideology when it comes to marriage and stuff like that. I've always told you many times, if I had the opportunity as an African man, I would not marry one woman. I always tell you this many times. And this has nothing to do with Christianity. This has something to do with my blood. My blood tells me very well that as an African man, who I am, it's is liable for you to have more than one woman that you love. Okay? It's, it's, and it's not just Christianity. Even Islam does the same thing. So me mm -hmm. getting married, me getting married was the result of the fact that I'm getting married because of love. Now, when the love comes with kids, I will take the kid. But if there's a woman out there who cannot find a man, it doesn't stop her from having kids. Because of what is that they're going to say about me? Some what of these people who are telling you, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Uh, what do you think is stopping me from having the opportunity to marry uh, multiple women then? Because nothing is stopping me from marrying multiple. Go ahead. Let me interrupt you. Right, right. So if that's the case, you're, you're choosing not to for a reason, right? I am choosing that because of my current geographical location and I also the fact that I realize the fact that I realize that at this point in time, that is what I want. That's why it's okay for folks to realize that you can be married and tomorrow you're no longer married. It's only the African man who tells you that when you're married for better or for worse. It's the only African man, the white churches we go to, they married for worse, better or worse, is not true. They will leave the husband because he's not at night. They gotcha. will leave him because he bought a car without telling them. Gotcha. So you got to a place <laughs> where your geographical location and you actually surmise that that is actually not what you want in this current state of your life. You actually want to be in a monogamous relationship with one woman. I keep saying this to you many times. I am married because I am happy where I am. Okay. Had it been, I was this rigid African guy. I want to put my African beliefs before that. I will tell you things. Okay. This is a podcast. We don't know who's listening. I can talk a lot about my own family, you know, but the no, truth about the matter is, the truth, the, the truth of the matter is we, we are quick to judge. I always relate this to my African being, an African man. The creation of mankind, the sense of humanity. Okay, there is no way someone living in the Sahara Desert could get married to one woman. When your wife passes away, what do you do? You're talking about someone who lives in a good weather out there, maybe in Europe or the North America, which is actually owned by the Native Indians, which is not even a white country. You know, those are the people that can actually say these things because they know what they went through. You living in the equator, living in the desert. You're running through of either converting your life to Christianity or Islamic uh, beliefs. Then now you're worried about you having just one Jennifer? No. You need a Jennifer in your life because the grace was a rose because you needed those women to keep your sustainability going through. You sustain your family through multiple women. That's an African think, mindset. I think it's a fantastic thing that you chose to stuck with one woman, that you're a great example of what monogamy looks like, that you chose to have children when you were married. And that you're a stand-up husband to your wife. Appreciate Why you, is it a great thing? Why is it a great thing? <laughs> yeah. JB, I bet we don't have to 
let's save that for the question segment. No, 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 we, we, we are going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. But when, 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 you, when you make it sound like, okay, it's a great thing for me to do all those things, I'm still telling you the same thing. We're going to move to the next one. I'm let's still saying that. Let's do the, the next The segment. black man, yes, the black man that we know of was not meant for one woman. We can move on from there. I completely, I completely get your point, but the fact that you're choosing to go the opposite way is honorable and admirable, my good friend. Thank you. <laughs> I will not fall for that. Stop it. <laughs> Let's hit conclusions real quick. Conclusions real quick. Um, with two door. Final thought. Final, final, final statements. No, I was just saying that's what fun conversations look like. You know, time goes by, and it feels like, you know, nothing happened. You know, like. Well, not nothing happened, but like you don't get to see how much time has gone by because it was a great conversation. First of all, I want to thank you guys for having me. Um, you know, glad to connect with you guys. I would like to connect more off of this platform. Definitely get your social medias and stuff and try to follow up with what you guys do and try to be involved more because, uh, like, for example, we talked about T and her workout videos. I'd like to see more of that. <laughs> <laughs> and also you, you know, Chef T. I would like to know what everybody's about and connect with you guys. 2024 is definitely a year that I want to be more hands-on. Um, I did mention earlier that my reasons for, you know, being away um, for a little bit is because I wanted to, like, reinforce, right? Do some things that would give me the power to be able to do what I love to do, which is the music thing. And I do feel like, you know, there's so much that I could gain from interacting with you guys um, based on, like, whatever platforms that you guys have, you know. And I would like to be involved. I want you guys to know that I'm available to contribute however I can to whatever platform that you have. If it's uh, a podcast, if it's, you know, me dropping music or dropping background sounds, whatever, for whatever you got going on, um, all you got to do is ask. And I'm available. I like to put it out there that um, I have managed to put myself in a space where I am as independent as can be. You know, all those attachments where I needed to ask somebody for permission to do this or that, I've managed to cut a lot of that off. So if there's anything you need from me, just, you know, you can get my contact. You know, you can reach out to me anywhere. I'll be happy to contribute. I'll be happy to interact with you guys. And I want you guys to know that I always reach out to people. So I'm not going to hold myself back. If I do see that, you know, there's something that we could do together um, for the greater good, I would reach out to you definitely and tell you as it is. Um, yeah, I think that summarizes it. And thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Yes, sir. And thank you for making a time out, you know, for this and also chiming in too. Anytime. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Hope it's not, you know, the the first and the last many more to come this particular year. Well, anytime you want to see me, man. Listen, and you said something about this, the, you know, the podcast. I, I just say it. I've always told you, though, like, stuck in the middle podcast, I feel like you guys, I don't know what happened. There was something that happened somewhere in the middle. But I feel like you guys had it. I, don't, I just don't know what happened, why it's not the biggest thing. But, um. You know, if there's anything that I could do to contribute to that, man, I feel like you guys, you guys got it. Like it should be the biggest camera in your podcast. <laughs> that's my opinion. There's just something that's missing. So if you guys can figure out whatever it is, yeah, take no, it to where sure. 
Nah, for sure. Definitely hit you up. You know, what I mean, we can we can chat about that later. No, no, no doubt, no doubt. You less, brother. So yes, sir. How about this? What you got? Uh, amazing episode. Um, great content. First one of the year. Um, this is, this is gonna be a great year for everybody. I just got a feeling about where everybody's going and where God wants to take everybody. Right. Um, Tudor, talented man. Excited for you this year, bro. Glad you came on. Um, MC dropped off, but um, I got to give him his flowers too, man. This is an amazing father. He talks a lot of trash, but he's a a, a present husband, and he's a um, he's a hardworking guy. And um, I feel like we need to highlight those things a lot more, right? I feel like the the ladies and gentlemen on this podcast are all going to be amazing husbands and wives one day, and um, we don't talk about that enough because we do talk about everything else that's going on. But I can see the glow and the glory in everybody on here. And uh, I just want to encourage everybody that's listening that um, not only do we do that, do this for you, but uh, you're loved and appreciated, too. So thank you for listening. I'll see you on the next one. Yeah, man. Um, another great episode, man. Appreciate everybody for coming out. Uh, appreciate the guests. O2 Door uh, just followed you. So we'll definitely connect, man. I, I heard you saying that, you know, in the future, you know, you can see yourself. Doing a show in Maryland, hey man, we we we're here for the support, man. We can we we can do a collab, a lot of things, you know. I was popping here in the DMV area, so I definitely see that happening. Um, just going into the new year, man. You know, um, yeah, just everybody, just just be intentional, you know. Going into this new year, um, I feel like you know, uh, you know, just being strategic and planning, you know. Um, one lacks vision, you know. I'm saying if you don't you don't write it down, you don't put down what you want to accomplish, what you want to get to. So I know a lot of times we can get caught up in social media and what's going on, but um, if we actually set things for ourselves for the new year and just try to, you know, be reminded and just make sure you put that on the, you know, make a big thing and break it down to a daily go. You know, there's nothing that we can't uh, achieve or accomplish. So um, definitely going to be, you know, Keep giving out bangers, you know, for the year. And, you know, see y'all in the next one. Great chat with y'all. Once again, great way to start the year. <clears throat> um, yeah, just a great way. Great conversation. Um, I guess what I got to recap from our conversation today, just, you know, do you. Be authentic to you. Um, if you feel that you should swag and flirt to praise the Lord, do that. But, you know, trusting your connection with God and your connection with people and going forward. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, I'm excited for the topics that come going forward. I see that we are all um, planning and getting ready for the year. So with all of us getting ourselves together individually, I know that as a collective, we will have a great year. And so I look forward to the year. Great chatting with y'all this week. See you next week. I guess we're all looking forward to what the year has to offer. So there's that. And Otudo, I must say, your cover for people, I have probably listened and watched that like 10,000 times. Just so you know, that was an amazing cover. It was, it was dope. I, th- I feel like it should have been like an official track release. 
Thank you so much. That's uh, great. I, I like that. And the uh, Ashiwa Juwan as well. Those Thank two you. are my favorite. So <laughs> it was a pleasure meeting you. And again, you know, hope you come back for more chit chat. That's my brother. I told you that's the guy that made me make my first money in IT. So anytime he calls, I'm going to be here. Okay. Obviously, you guys, I love the energy, you know, that goes to you, that goes to Micah, Chef T. Aziz, Aziz is a little questionable. There's a lot of stuff I need to find out about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely love coming on here. Um, I wish I was with AK, you know, probably smoke something better than this damn hooker. But <laughs> I would love, I would love to, to, to come back and interact with you guys. I did mention earlier that I like the energy. I like you guys aura. Anytime you guys want to have me, I'd be happy to come here and argue a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Dope. You know, man, you know me. I got texting fingers. So anytime, anytime I know the topics are spicy, I'm definitely heating you up. You know what I mean? So now I appreciate you always making the time out to make um last person. I think I'm missing one proper MCJB, your conclusions, if any. You should guys laugh when my internet tells me. MCA <laughs> Did you guys laugh when my internet tells me? What's going on? Bro, you, you are kidnapped. <laughs> I know, I know. I just realized I was talking to this guy's back in the country, or he's just capping. No, he's really in Cameroon. Oh, he's still in Cameroon. Yeah, Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Wow, no wonder. I have the time there, man. You try, bro. You try. It's five o'clock. It's five. It's five nineteen right here, man. So I'm gonna be sleeping the whole day because of you guys. Anyway, um, thank you all for everything. I always come from a place of love. Yeah, I like being controversial because the world needs more people like me so we can think straight. When things are so right, it's not really good. So thank you for all your things, the things you do. Thank you so much for being there for us and our listeners. 2024 is going to be a lovely year and a lot more ginger coming your way. And for the records, please, I'm married. Thank you. <laughs> AK, are we just going to go off without talking about the Nations Cup? Or is not soccer people in here? I mean, there are soccer people in here, but, you know, not many soccer people, not many soccer folks in here. So, um, but wait, hold on. Let me close this one first. Um, man, y'all had the people, man, you know what I'm saying? All that conclusions, I carry all my shoulders and just say, you guys can have that one. But anyways, man, we thank Otudor, you know, for gracing us with his presence. Um, this is 2024. Like everybody said, it's going to be a great year. Um, if you plan on making it so, good for you. If you don't plan on it, guess what? We are praying for it for you. And it will be, whether you like it or not. It will be a great year. It doesn't matter how it started. All that, matter, all, all that matters is how it's going to end. And we'll end in positive notes. With that said, man, this is Palm Wine Central Podcast. Um, the place where we'll come talk all our shit. You know, if you want to take us serious, take it serious, man. You don't want to take us serious, go take it serious. Well, if you if it's a fine blend of both, you know what I mean? Nothing nothing wrong with living in two worlds, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I think that there's a nugget in everything, you know, that you could take back. Hopefully you take one or two things with you and you can make that, you know, work for your own world too as well. Uh, follow us on all streaming platforms. 
and um, Stucking with us as well at SITM Podcast and Palmer Central Podcast. And we're on all social platforms at PWC Cast and SITM Podcast. Um, yeah, we out. We out. Okay. So this is why you stop recording? Yeah, this is why I stopped this recording. Wait, wait, wait. Press stop button. I cannot find stop button. Okay. okay. I'm <laughs>